Hello, friends, and hello, enemies, and hello, perverts. If you're just listening to me right now, you are missing out because my show, Not Too Deep, is now something you can watch and listen to on full screen thanks to AT&T. We have tons of cool stuff to delight your visual senses. Go sign up for full screen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you are an eligible AT&T wireless customer. The first year is on them, so take advantage of that. Look at my face. I put some makeup on. Can you believe it? Welcome to a new episode of Not Too Deep. In this episode, we have charming rapper extraordinaire Hoodie Allen, and we're embracing all things geek for World Geekness Day. Not, not too deep. Support for today's show comes from our buddies at Squarespace. Yay! Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move into a reality. Yay! Not to mention, with Squarespace beautifully designed templates and customizable features, creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. Simply add and arrange your contact with the click of a mouse. Yay! Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to get 10 percent off your first purchase. Yay! Anything you'd like to add, Grace? Nay! Hey, Jack Fair, it's a new episode of Not Too Deep. Woo-woo! We are here, and yeah. we are very excited because we are celebrating Geekiness Day. We are Is that what it's officially called? Embrace Your Geekness Day. Yes. Is so, what it's officially called. So on July 13th, uh, it is dedicated to the idea that we should all be proud of the things that define us including pop culture things we're passionate about. Ooh. Yeah. And so we are embracing Embrace Your Geekness Day. That's correct. By dressing in things that we geek out about. That is correct. So I think a lot of people geek out about things like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and comic books. and That's kind of the classic go-to when you think of geek or nerd or any of that. Yeah, exactly. But I thought it would be fun if we uh, brought some of the things that we geek out to. So, Jack, you, for those of you that aren't watching on full screen and just listening, Jack Mm -hmm. is wearing a blue blazer with a light blue button-up shirt. Mm -hmm. He's got a New York uh, Yankees hat on and a necklace of sorts that is a, what is that? This is actually a light meter. Oh, okay. Because... uh, For, like, film sets. That's correct. Okay, because... Uh, well, one of the things that I geek out about, obviously, mm-hmm. is filmmaking. Of course. Yes. Doi. And, of course, uh, my love of cinema. Right. Uh, I, th- I was basically uh, in a kind of uh, Steven Spielberg-y kind of cosplay. Yeah, you are. Very <laughs> Spielberg-y cosplay. Even, like, the sneakers. Yeah. Which actually wasn't um, intentional. I actually wore this outfit on set when we were, I was doing season one of Miss Junebody President. Uh-huh. And Jeremy Shada, who plays... Uh, Tyler and the lead, yeah, yeah, and and Arden, who Arden Rose, who plays uh, Hadley, they were both immediately started making fun of. Him. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Spielberg, <laughs> and I was like, I'm I'm not trying to look like Spielberg. I'm just I didn't want to put my contacts in. I'm wearing my glasses. I'm wearing a baseball hat because my hair is insane. Sure, but you once told me because you always dress very dapper. I try to yes. that you were inspired um, aesthetically by Paul Feig. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, and I actually talked to him about that. I got to meet really? him, which was amazing, and I was like. Yeah, I told him I was like you're you 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 because insp- he always wears a three piece suit. right? He always wears a three piece suit. Yeah. yeah, he goes he goes even further than I do, um, and yeah, he has this theory. He's like you know when you're when you go on a cruise ship and you meet the captain, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he's so put together and he wears that that uniform. Right. It's because you feel like I feel safe in this person. I'm taking pants. care of this person is capable. Yeah, got it. And uh, he's like I like to 
when I am in charge of a set, I like to look put together. Hmm. And I, I believe in that too. I don't always get super dressed up, but I always try to look put together because I think it, it portrays um, that, you know, I've, I've, I've got my shit together. You care. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing too. And yeah. that you're capable. Yeah. Um, I operate on the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> I like to let other people feel like they're doing life better in comparison to the way I present myself. Sure. Thankfully, we have the wonderful, lovely Val uh, at Mohawk Makeup on social media yeah. that does my hair and makeup. It makes me look like less of a fraggle. I'm more of a human every time we shoot one of these episodes. God bless you, Val. But um, I decided to dress in something I've most recently geeked the fuck out of. Uh, and it's a Todrick Hall t-shirt. Yes. And I went to see Todrick in Straight Out of Oz. His show. We talked about it with Glozelle a little bit when she was here. And I lost my damn mind. Yeah. And and part of your voice as well. I lost my voice. I lost my mind. <laughs> I lost my marbles. I lost it. Everything. All of it. Um, it was such a great show. He is so extremely talented. And I get so excited when people that are talented do cool shit. Yeah. It makes me so thrilled that I don't know what to do with my body. It's like when you come home and a dog freaks out because you're home again. Like sure. that's how I felt watching this show. I just like did not know how to operate <laughs> physically. And so I just lots of screaming. If you follow me on social media, it was all over my Instagram story. Oh, um, I saw it. I yeah. remember. <laughs> I went with Jarrett Sleeper who has been on the podcast before and his brother and their other friend and we all immediately bought t-shirts and it was just a wonderful, wonderful night and we talked about it like even after the show for hours we were just like talking and talking and talking about how great it was sure and days later we still talk about it and so I thought this was an appropriate shirt to wear for embrace your geekness day super super appropriate now let me ask you this yes you're you're such a huge fan and but you know there's only one Todrick and there's only one show right now right so now that uh, you've seen it what do you do are there other like equivalent kinds of shows that you can go to now, now that you know that you like this kind of Yeah, and what Glozell told me is that yeah. she's been to a show like eight times and she says it changes every single time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that he adds different assets or he takes away things or he will write a new, he's just constantly creating. He's one of those people yeah. that like will be up at night, makes a song, writes uh, choreography for it and puts it in a show immediately. And that's it cool. seems like it's been in for years. Um, and so he keeps everything really fresh. He continuously tours with Straight Out Oz. And so I was thinking to myself, because he's been in Los Angeles before and I wasn't able to go to the show, how do people keep coming back if it's the same show? And it's not. And I think that's a great like, yeah, that's way amazing. to do it. That's one of the reasons why I like improv shows. Yeah. Because you're guaranteed to get something new. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not guaranteed it's going to be good, but it's going to be different than what you've yeah. ever seen before. Yeah. But if you see a good team, then chances are it's going to be a mm -hmm. hilarious time. Yeah. Um, I like live performances like that yeah, and it too. was kind of a musical kind of a concert kind of this mix and it was awesome. just really good it's just cool people doing good shit but how would you describe it because it's not really theater it's not really a concert it's sort of a, a combination of yeah it's like a vision like he made this visual album for straight out of Oz mm -hmm. that's very like reminiscent of lemonade in a way yeah. and it's about it maps over the story of the wizard of oz but it pertains to like socio-political issues and things that he dealt with growing up and so it's very much just autobiography mapped over this story about the wizard of oz that's but so then cool. involving like present day problems and it's just really really well done it was so unique i've never seen a show like it before yeah which is why i lost my damn mind about it and why you're geeking out over I'm it i'm still talking about it <laughs> Todrick. you got me good yeah 
Um, but now let's talk about us. Yes, more. let's. Uh, in a what were you thinking in this post, the section in which Jack and I catch up with each other <laughs> by basically blasting each other's uh, social media posts that we've recently posted, asking each other what is the story behind the social media post. That's right. This is so, my favorite segment. <laughs> Jack loves this segment. I'm so glad he lets me put this in. Let's see what our first post is. This is from you, Jack Ferry. Uh, from, <laughs> this yep, one. Yeah, this is from May 27, uh, so not too long ago. Yeah, very recent. Um, um, it starts off with the confusion face emoji. I think it's the thinking face emoji. The thinking face, sure. Yeah. The hand to the chin. Yes. If I got a puppy, I would have something else to post on Instagram. End quote. Actual idiot thought that just ran through my idiot brain. Now, we have spent many of episodes <laughs> dissecting your Instagram posts, which are yes. primarily selfies in front of beautiful landscapes. Yes. Um, which has caused you some distress. And yeah. then I saw this <laughs> tweet... About if you had a puppy, you'd have something else to post on Instagram. What's going on here? Okay, that is actually that's all true. That is actually no, I something that, that this I is not a joke. Because uh, this was uh, I was in Palm Springs. Uh huh. Memorial and, Day. Yes, I was, uh-huh. and I was I was relaxing, and I and then I was thinking, you know, about how you're always making fun of my Instagram. I'm and not all making fun. I'm just highlighting. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, I'm not really a photographer. I don't know. What I, and then I, and then for somehow it ran through my brain that I was like. Then you looked at Grace Holding's Instagram and saw that she had just posted another gratuitous photo of her dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the thing. You're really good at Instagram because you post a nice variety of things. I try. I don't, I just post my idiot face. So I, that actually ran through my mind and I'm like, what? That's a dumb reason to get a dog. <laughs> just so you <laughs> yeah, have something to post on social media. The worst reason to get a dog. And then I, yeah. Is and then, for a full on exploitation. Well, actually, so then I thought that ran through my idiot brain and mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's stupid. But I thought it did actually kind of make me laugh that that ran through my brain. So I was like, I should post this because I thought so it was kind of funny. So you tweeted it. Yeah. 96 <laughs> likes, Jack. Well, and then what happened was, um, uh, Lena, overly attached girlfriend, Lena, yeah. Uh, responded and she said, any reason is a good reason to get a puppy. So I was like, okay, all right. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah, so I do do want to get a puppy, but... What kind of dog person are you? I would get a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, like the little dog on uh, Frasier. Yeah. So cute. I can Eddie. see you in a plaid recliner with a dog like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty perfect. You know what's interesting about terriers, which I didn't know, I, I read about? They, Tell us. They are mousers. What does that mean? They kill mice and rats. So like, like cats. They were bred to hunt rats in like uh, England, like during like the, the plague and stuff oh, like that. Because like that's that's how the plague was being spread. So they, they yeah, they, they they're, and there, there are people actually that um, are training their terriers to continue to go on like these rat hunts. And they do this in like modern day New York. What? Yeah, I heard it on a podcast. It's a real thing. Wow. All right. I don't know that I would do that if I got a terrier. Yeah, I feel like maybe just play fetch. I probably would. Yeah, just, keep it simple. But I would like to teach him to do because I see when Mamory plays with beans. Yeah, it's the cutest thing. She oh, taught beans how to clap. I know. Yeah. And high five. Yeah. It's it's really goddamn cute. It's so cute. Yeah. So um speaking of social media, yes. I went back into your social media. Oh, yep. And I found uh this tweet from yes. May twenty eighth. Yes. Sitting in the back of a minivan with an LED mug from medieval times and singing to red red wine on the radio. Yes, I am English, Irish, and tacky. Yeah. What's going on there? 
everything that it says <laughs> is going on there. We went to Medieval Times over Memorial Day for my mom's birthday. I know. I my wanted, family I, because, and I. And that's the reason I wanted to bring this one up because we haven't caught up about it. Yes. How was it? It was amazing. Our night did not win. He was <laughs> clearly distracted. My older brother and I have a theory that either, because there were two sessions that day. We went to the later Medieval Times showing. We have a theory okay. that maybe he got broken up with in between the two sessions <laughs> and or his father came to watch him for the first time in the first session and was wildly disappointed with like how his life turned out. He just wasn't present, um, but he was fine. He was the only one with a beard. So that you was took cool. a photo with him. Oh, big time. He was very handsome up close. Um, mm. My brother was very, my younger brother was very concerned about which one was the most attractive. Uh. He immediately asked our waitress, um, <laughs> which one she thought was the hottest. She alluded to the fact that she had slept with the Green Knight. It was oh, Scandal City, and we hadn't even gotten our garlic bread yet. <laughs> was very intense. Um, they, my mom had a really great time. Well, that was the whole reason you went, was because your mom requested to go. My mom asked us all for her birthday. The only thing she wanted was for my brothers and I to come home and to go to Medieval Times with her, and it was really great. And my niece and nephew also had birthdays around that time, so uh -huh. we... Um, they got knighted and my niece got became a lady of the court oh, or whatever. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, and it was it was just really fun. It's so silly. It's like yeah. the silliest thing. And like the the guy that's the voiceover, like the narrator, yeah. his voice is so incredible that I'm like, what are you doing at Medieval Times? Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. It sounded like it was pre-recorded and they just played it. And it was just no him live there. Yeah. And so it's funny because you can tell that they're all aspiring actors in some capacity, but sure. they just do this show. The storyline, I've been to Medieval Times like five or six times now as an adult. I still do not understand the storyline. <laughs> it's man very with, loose. A man with a scar comes in and like challenges everyone. Then they have these games where the knights all compete and then they all like, it gets really dark because they like get off their horses and start like throwing axes at each other. And my niece got like really scared. And I was like, yeah, this turned from like flowers being thrown to all the women <laughs> in the audience. Like now they're hitting each other with axes <laughs> and that the what's that mace thing oh yeah yeah That's scary it was it got real dark um and then it's just over and you're yeah. like yay i guess the kingdom is saved is that what we were doing who knows did they have the the falcon fly around oh the falcon flies around but has nothing to do with the show at all and and but yet they warn everyone they're like don't stick your hands they're up. like don't move and you're like what the? It's like i'm like terrified now is it gonna come in like pluck out my eyes or something. Yeah, and then they give you your meal. <laughs> and the funniest thing is when they give you your meal, they just have people on horses just riding around. In, I know. Like it's, while, while we're just eating with our hands. Yeah, like they don't want the games to happen because they yeah. want you to like pay attention to them. So they just have people on horses just literally doing laps in this ring in front of you. It's like when you are at a wedding and they just play like a tape while you're eating dinner oh, instead yeah, of letting yeah. the band play. <laughs> right. They don't want to waste it. Um, it was really, really fun. I went there once for a friend's 30th birthday with a group of friends and it was really great. But it is, they upcharge everything. Everything in there is so expensive and also everything has LED lights in it, which I had no idea. Which explains Yeah, I immediately uh, bought a mug. LED mug. Everything is LED. It's like the, a medieval <laughs> rave that happens inside yeah. of there. Uh, we went once for a friend's birthday and like we're drinking and screaming and having a great time. And at the end, they used to, they didn't do it this time. They used to come around with like a bottle of Patron offering shots to everyone. I think it was because it was like a Friday or Saturday night that we went. We went on sure. Sunday this time. Uh, and so we were like, yeah, it was like nine of us. We we're like, yeah, let's get tequila shots for our friend's birthday. And they start like setting up the shot glasses. And we're like, wait a minute, how much are they? They're like, it's $12 a shot. We we're like, no, 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 no. Veto. 
we'll get them back in Brooklyn and it'll be from a plastic bottle and really cheap. Right, yeah, sure. It was, yeah, it's expensive, but the memories are worth it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Can you put a price on the fun that you've had? No, yeah, you can. Yeah, it's you um, can. Yeah. $20 for a giant beer and then $7 refills. So <laughs> go check it out. Highly recommend. Um, well, I just geeked out about Medieval Times yes, for like 12 did. hours. Sorry. <laughs> it's fitting the theme um, and fitting the game that we're about to play, which is the Geek Out Challenge. So we've each picked three things that we geek out to. And um, and I thought we would we would geek out to them. Okay. And um, Am I choosing what you geek out to? Or you have topics that you've geeked we, out? Yeah, we have topics. Geek is losing all meaning immediately in this podcast. I know. <laughs> that is one of the things that's interesting. It's because, like, geek has become, like, before it used to be an insult to call someone a geek. Right. And now uh, people have sort of— Embraced uh, the nerd and geek culture. Nerdist yeah. Chris Hardwick, I think, has really championed that, like, nerd is cool yeah, mentality. I know, which is awesome. It's so, great. Okay, Jack, um, do you have things that you geek out about? I have—I brought in three things that I geek out about. Okay, Regale us with one of those three. Okay, so uh, obviously the first one that I I obviously geek out to is cinema. Right. I love the movies. I love everything about the movies. I just fell in love with the silver screen. My very first memory, Mm -hmm. literally, was being held by my dad as like a very young, young, I guess, Mm -hmm. two-year-old. And I remember distinctly being terrified by this giant... Millennium Falcon <laughs> on the the screen of a movie theater. Right, that is the earliest memory that I have. Wow. From uh, I guess I guess I'm assuming Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that aligns with. How uh, old were you? I was like two. Whoa. Yeah. So I guess my my parents decided they wanted to go see the Empire Strikes Back, and they took me. And uh, that is my earliest memory. And I'm wondering though if that was somehow in like planted in my brain huh. at such a young age. And then that's why I've always just, but I've always been that way. I've always really? been like, yeah, like I have a hard time like going to a bar with like a TV on or something. That I'm you just, just are drawn to watching the television. I can't help it. I also think that that's a human thing too. Cause I also will be at a bar watching the television. But if you ask me like what's on the TV, I won't even know. Like I'll just know that I'm looking at it uh-huh. without being engaged with it. Like it'll be like a basketball game, which doesn't matter to me, but I'll just still be in a bar looking at that. Cause it's something visually. I'm not like that. I am automatically engaged. I'm constantly huh. just like analyzing it and breaking it down. What's and that's, your favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough question. But sure. one of my favorite movies is The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just at the bar in uh, Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, just it's so great because it's this crazy mashup, uh, you know, Los Angeles comedy that's very much like a Raymond Chandler novel, sure. like The Big Sleep or something. That movie's just so stupid and funny and hilarious, and the characters are so iconic and great. And it's just, I love the Coen brothers so much. But one of the movies that I really loved geeking out to, in fact, was uh-huh. Hail Caesar. Oh. Because it was, you know, it was like, Set. About the movie making industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love stuff like that. Like, yeah. I loved watching, like, Sunset Boulevard on Broadway because it's, hmm. like, that classic age of, like, you know, cinema. It just, like— Do you think you were born in the wrong era? Sometimes I do because yeah. I look at that and I think, like, I could have been in that factory, you know, just, like, churning out eight movies yeah. a, a year and, you know, being— Instead, you're just churning out these casts, these <laughs> yeah. P-casts. Yeah, these podcasts and uh, digital series, whatever. So, I mean— I just, there's just something about like uh, classic Hollywood that's just so romantic to me. And I'm that's just, cool. I'm obsessed. I can barely tell <laughs> as you're dressed like Steven Spielberg. Yes. Amazing. Here I am. Now, how about yourself? And the opposite end of that coin, I am a geek nerd obsessed with Real Housewives. You guys <laughs> okay. know this. This is, I mean, this is new Hollywood. That's my new Hollywood or the Real Housewives. I'm obsessed with trash TV. 
Um, but most specifically, the Real Housewives franchise. I don't know when exactly it started. <laughs> I think it, when I lived in New York, I started watching it for, I don't even know how. And Mamory was watching it too. And so it was something to like talk about. And passive entertainment. Very passive. Because yeah. when I used to make five videos a week, my brain was so like, and I was doing improv. And my sure. brain had to be on all the time and very like actively engaged in the creative stuff I was doing. That having like this passive programming that I could kind of watch and absorb without much effort was yeah. so relieving. And so I just became obsessed. And I also just think that they are true comedians. Like, I think they're hilarious yeah. in the way that they operate. I also am hyper fascinated because, like, the way YouTube started when it's just Wild West and everyone's doing it for fun and now it's kind of morphed into this business industry. The same with Real Housewives. They've been on for years that the first season of, like, uh, Orange County that started all of it, they just didn't know. They didn't realize, like, the effect of what they said on camera and that yeah. sort of thing. And now it's this, like, new era where they're all kind of, like, manipulating their storylines and trying to take control back from editors and like realizing the impact of something they say in a scene and how like the social media impact what that's like and so you're watching this evolution of reality star yeah. which is such a geek thing to even think about or talk about but I find it fascinating I think people are fascinating and the way their brains work and the way they create relationships or destroy relationships is fucking fascinating they're definitely entertainers they're definitely entertainers. Also, I love the editing because you can clearly hear when stuff is just being shoved together where yeah. it's like... Frankenbite. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate her. Yeah. And you're like, what? They, That's a Frankenbite. Yeah, they chop that shit up. I heard a funny story about reality TV when when they're be when they know they're being filmed and they want to have a private conversation, something that they do. Oh, I is, told you this. They put their middle finger in front of their face. Yeah. Or they tap their microphone so they can't use the audio. Yeah. I love that. It's so, that's, that's so what real savvy. world, real world cast members started doing that. That's so brilliant. It's super smart. It's so brilliant. Um, I think it's really fascinating. And also I watch, um, um, why am I blanking on it? The show, the scripted series about reality television. Oh, Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. I watched that. So great. And I thought that was super fascinating and I geek out about that and I met one of the cast members of that show and he was like, I watch your YouTube videos. I was like, what? It's crazy. One of my, one of my uh, like filmmaking mentors is a director on that show. Really? Yeah. I think it's super cool because it, it's so great. It toes the line of being just like really overly dramatic soap opera but you know that a lot of the foundation is based on real events that have happened on reality mm -hmm. sets and that is fascinating to me. I completely agree. Whew, I got exhausted geeking out over that. I know. Whew. That's the thing when you geek out about something. And similarly... It's tiring. One of the things that I like to geek out about, yeah. similarly, like a, a passive activity, uh -huh. and another reason why I'm wearing what I'm wearing is I am a baseball geek. Really? Yes. I can't stand baseball. I, it's something about it. I just, I am so drawn to it. I find the the strategy of it, the fact that they play over th like 300 games. I mean. Really? Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, 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 it's so interesting. Not 300 games. What am, I, what am I saying? The fact that they play so many games over the course of a season right, is right. so fascinating to me. They wear belts. Uh, yes, They're they the do. They're the only wear, athletes that wear belts. They do wear belts. Yep. Yes. That to me is fascinating. Uh, well, weightlifters wear belts. But uh, sure. I think it's, I just think it's, um, the, the strategy behind pitching and batting order and things like that. And it's one of those things that it's like, it's a slow paced game, yeah. obviously. And I just love just kind of having it on. And it's one of those things that it can be, like I can pay attention to it's it. It's like radio. You can have it on in the background. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That makes and sense. I started doing that, you know, it's just a sort of a summerly thing to, to leave on. And when I was living in New York, um, 
it reminded me of my childhood again because right. I used to watch baseball with my dad. And I, I realized, I was like, oh, no, I, I love this. Do you go to games? When I can, yeah. Yeah. Like one of the, one of the like real treats was going to uh, the old Yankee Stadium before it closed and then going oh, cool. back to the new Yankee Stadium and seeing Derek Jeter play, who was like my favorite before he retired. And, oh. Uh, it was just, I, I just really do love the game. I think it's a beautiful game. And um, it's one of those things that, um, a lot of, I found that a lot of like writers and stuff like that love, like, like Stephen really? King is a huge Boston Red Sox fan. Interesting. And, um, I think it's because it's one of those things that, you know, you can watch it and be engaged in it, but mm-hmm. your it's, your mind is still free enough to sort of think about other things as well. Sure. It's like kind of like a Zen activity. Yeah, for and sure. Because they play so many games. Um, it's not like football where it's like, oh, you lost that one game. Right. You're out. I mean, it's, they play so many that, um, you know, you can have like go on a hot streak, but over time it's, it's consistency is key. Right. It really gets to who's the best team. And that's really when it gets into like things like statistics and things like that, because you could be, you know, the difference between a 300 hitter and a 250 hitter is only a couple base hits, but one is not a good hitter and one is an awesome hitter. And Hmm. that's so interesting to me that like you can go up there and fail seven out of 10 times and be an awesome hitter. That's bonkers. Yeah, that's bonkers. What a sport. Yes. Um, Speaking of sports, I geek out over dance. Yeah? I love dance. I love people that are good at dance. I watch dance videos all the time. That's so interesting. I'm obsessed with it. And I didn't realize, I used to watch ABDC, America's Best Dance Crew. Uh And now that I know Dietrich as like a human and collaborator, I I remember always watching it when I lived in New York and have it on in the background and then finding myself totally like absorbed with it. Like thinking it was just going to be on the background while I did other things and then distracted from doing anything else. And I would just get chills. And it still happens when someone can sing really well or dance really well. I get chills all over my body. That happens to me too. Yeah. And it's because it's something that I can't do. I know if I like worked towards it, I could get better at it. But people that are just naturally very good at it makes me so happy. And there is this dance crew called The Brotherhood. And they're from Vancouver, I think. And I just recently, Jarrett and I, we trade dance videos a lot because we were both like obsessed with them. Uh And they do these, there's all these dance showcases and expos that happen constantly around the globe. And there's a couple like numbers that they choreograph that are just really funny. It's very tongue in cheek too, which I didn't realize. I love the faces that dancers make when they dance because they're so, Uh it's literally like watching little girls in a beauty pageant because they're just like crazy faces, like smiling and like overly expressive. Uh And it's so Fun. I have this one dance video that I watched that years ago, Tyler Oakley on Tumblr, like reblogged this video mm. and I watched it and I was obsessed. It's this guy named Sean Liu and he was like 12 at the time, but now he's like a, you know, full adult teenager, probably like, I don't know, 18 or so. Mm. And I've seen some of his present day dance videos and they're very mature and very cool. And he's really great, really artistic. But this is him in like a dance class. Clearly he had someone film it for him mm. and he's dancing to applause by Lady Gaga uh-huh. and he's dancing dancing with like five other like 10 year old girls and he just dominates them. He just <laughs> wipes the floor with them. Oh, and that's it's just, so fun. It's am- and he's not supposed to. They're all dancing the same thing. But at one point he's like circles around all of them. And it's so, and he like adds in all these like graphics that clearly like the first time you use Final Cut, you're like, I can do this transition. Look at this. <laughs> it's so good. Sean Liu. Oh my God. I send this to everyone. I watch it before any like performance that I have to do, like pump myself up because yeah. he's just so good. 
Oh, I'm exhausted. That was, that geeky got me. Yeah, geeking out can be really tiring. Whew, I feel like we should move on to the game. Let's do it. I'm uh, happy I to. I mean, that was kind of a game, but Whew. that was more of a conversation, an exhausting geek con- conversation. Um, and this game I'm so excited about. I know. I'm excited about this game, too, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> ah, so 20 years ago this week, if anyone didn't know. Yeah, want to feel old? Um, Hanson. The iconic boy band of my generation, uh, they released the infamous song Mbop 20 (laughs) years ago. I was 11. That's crazy. Um, And I still have hair exactly like they did when they released this song. Um, And so we came up with a game called the Mbop Lyric Challenge. Yeah. In which we are going to recite lyrics, quote unquote lyrics from Mbop and decide whether these are actual lyrics from Mbop, or if we've made them up. That's correct. Because if you think about Mbop, it's a bop. It's yes. a real bop of a tune. It is. And I have to say, I maybe have heard that song hundreds of times over the course of my life. No idea what it's about. Years. No idea. Um, and I don't think I could quote a single lyric. So I think I'm going to do very poorly. I mean, par for game. the course. Par <laughs> yes. for our course. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. So Jack and I are going to go back and forth. All Here, right. Jack, you tell yep. me if this is an Mbop lyric or not. All right. You have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last. Is this from Mbop or nah? I'm going to say Mbop. It is Mbop. Yeah. Mbop. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. You only have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last. I think that's how it goes. I don't know. All right. I hope you're not expecting me to do that because I will not know how to say any of these lyrics. I'm ready. I love this song. All right. Here we go. Selection number two. So hold on to the ones you care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. That's Mbop. That is correct. Yeah. That is Mbop. <laughs> I remember, side note, um, when Michelle, my old roommate, and I were living in New York, mm-hmm. she got a gig working on a music video, and it was for the middle Hanson brother. Oh, yeah. It was when he started his own band on the sure. side after Hanson. And she was like, yeah, like five of his kids showed up to set because <laughs> he's got like five children. Whoa. And he was like 24 maybe at the time or something. Yeah. So that's like a fun little side note. Okay. Wow. Here we go, Jack. Yeah, I'm ready. Tell me if this is in Mbop. Okay. Seasons change. The leaves will fall. Time is coming for us all. I'm going to say that's Mbop. Nope. That's not in Mbop. Oh, that is man. made up. Maybe. But it sounds like it could be. It doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that's that a good lyric. Very good. You, musicians out there, you're welcome to that lyric. All right, here okay. we go. Is this in the song Mbop or Ready. not? You can plant any of those. Keep planning to find out which one grows. That's Mbop. You are correct. Yeah, but what are they talking about? I have no idea. What are they talking Growing about? Growing something. You can plant any one of those. A plant. Wait, what? Okay. But it, plant to find out which one grows. You can plant any one of those. Keep plant. Keep planning to find out which one grows. Yes. Yep, that's Mbop. Okay, tell me this is Mbop or not. Yep. Take a rocket into space until you find your special place. I'm going to say not. That's made up. Yes. Though it could be Mbop. That feels, the rocket I think is what clued me into Take it a rocket being. into space. I mean, yeah. it sounds a little, it could be an Elton John lyric. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. And when you get old and start losing your hair, tell me who will still care. That's Mbop. That is correct. Yeah, it is. You're just <laughs> singing the whole song. <laughs> Wait, who? That's morbid. When you get old and start mm-hmm. losing your hair, tell me who will care. Who will still care, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this song is actually super tragic and we don't know. And it's just this like happy little bop. Yeah. <laughs> but all they're right. all talking about their mortality and their like actual broken relationships. Okay. <laughs> um, is this Mbop or not? All right. I'm ready. 
Mbap da dupa dap ba do bop ba do ba dap ba do bop. I'm gonna say that's mbop. That is mbop. <laughs> this is where they three of them collectively had a stroke and they just decided to keep it in. Keep it up. We, we're running out of studio time. We can't re-record that. Just keep that. I don't know. That one's got a stutter. Just let them do it. That's so funny. Uh, cool. cool. So did we tie? All right. We tied. And so we get to share this gift that we've gotten ourselves. It's an Apple Music Store credit. Yay. I get to, we get to download Mbop on iTunes. You know what we can download <laughs> with that Apple Store credit? Um, our upcoming guest's music. Because we correct. have a musician that is an absolutely amazing human being. He's super funny. He's super quick-witted. And just a joy of a human. Very exciting. We have Hoodie Allen yeah. joining us after our break. But before we get to our break, just to balance out all this silly mbopness, we're doing a little section we call Way Too Deep, yep. in which Jack and I get one minute each to talk about something that has been weighing on our brains, something a little bit more serious than what we might have been talking about already. Jack, do you have anything that you would like to start us out with? I do. Okay. Um, there's one minute on the clock. Yeah. On your mark, get set, too deep. So I think since we're talking about geeking out, one of the things that people like to geek out to is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that that is a, a popular thing to geek out to, but the thing is like, I've never really been super into Star Wars. I mean, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a super geek about Star Wars. And then when I saw The Force Awakens, I thought to myself, man, this movie made me angry. And I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized it's because the main character of that movie is just like good at everything. And it's like one of the things that's really awesome about Star Wars is how Luke Skywalker has to like train to be a Jedi. And, and, and you know, he's not really like the best. Like he has to like work for it for like you know, three movies before he's like really good. And she's already defeating this like Sith Lord. And it's like absurd that she's like automatically like super good. And then also she just like finds this, 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 this lightsaber in the basement of a bar. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. Also, she's like an expert pilot. And I'm just like, come on guys. Like where's the, where's the hero's journey here? I mean, come on, give me a break. It's just like and time. Cool. Great job. Okay. My turn. Yeah. Cool. Um, yes. <clears throat> whenever you're ready and go. This episode is Embracing Your Geekness Day. And I don't want to necessarily rant about something serious, but rather embrace something that I think is very amazing about the idea of geekness. Geeking out about something is showing you care about something. And a lot of geek culture happens because there is a mutual care from different members of society about a singular or multiple things. And so... It creates fandoms. It creates community. And I think a lot about how I found myself in a digital community with like-minded creators and with people that truly, truly support each other. When I was in high school, I found it hard to make friends. And so hearing stories from people that come to shows or watch videos or see me at conventions and hearing how they've forged like true bonds and real friendships over something that I have created or my friends have created brings me so much... And time. Wow. Okay. Well, this has been a really great half of this episode of Not Too Deep. I hope you guys at home are embracing your geekness. Maybe some of your geekness revolves around Not Too Deep. That'd be cool. That would be cool. You know what else is cool? Hoodie Allen is joining us after this break. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Stay tuned. Hey, Grace. What's up, Jack? Are you hiring? I mean, at 
some point in the future, possibly, maybe. Well, you know, the thing about hiring is that finding great talent can be very, very tough. This is true. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? No. Well, thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can now post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. That seems like fake news. It's not fake news because they've got powerful technology that efficiently matches the right person to your job better than anyone else. Wow. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Wow, what a service. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. That's a short window of time. 80%! No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen rate and manage candidates all in one place using ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Well, that sounds delightful. And this is the thing. What? If you are looking to hire, you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results because right now, our listeners of Not Too Deep can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. What? How? That's right. That's right. I said it for free. What? Explain yourself. Okay, here's the thing. It's a secret code. All right, guys, write this down. Okay. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash grace. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's a special URL designed specifically only for us. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash grace. You can post jobs for free right now. What are you waiting for? Try it right now. You can go. If you don't believe me, try it. You will see. ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. Not, not too deep. Hey, Grace. What's up, Jack? Who is so delightfully dumb enough to sponsor this week's episode of Not Too Deep? Well, they are our good friends at Squarespace. Oh, they're not dumb at all. Those guys are smart. They know what they're doing. I know. And they are uh, big supporters of us. They have been fans of the show since... Very, very, very early on. And you know what? I really like Squarespace because it's an actual product that I use. Yeah, you used our code to Mm -hmm. build your website on Squarespace. I did. Yeah. And uh, you guys can too, and I'll get to that code in a minute. But for those of you who don't know, whatever your next big idea might be, you can count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform to bring it to life. And that means whether you need like a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. You can even get a unique domain with, which strengthens your brand and makes it easier for visitors to find you. Yes, all of this is true. And let me tell you something, guys. I actually used Squarespace because uh, I needed to build a couple websites for mm-hmm. a couple of my projects. And yes, Grace is correct. <laughs> we did use the promo code for from these ads in order to get these sites up and running and i have to say i i expected them to be easy to use but i was pleasantly surprised because they it exceeded my expectations yeah and we're a couple of dummies and we both were able to create successful websites using squarespace and absolutely because they've got award-winning templates and creating a beautiful website from them is a simple and intuitive process you Mm -hmm. can just add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse there's nothing to install. There's nothing to patch. There's nope. nothing to upgrade. Like you don't have to worry about being super tech savvy. But if you do have a question, they have award-winning, twenty-four-seven customer support that can help you with any problem, no matter how trivial or technical it might be. 
just think of them as your own IT department. I'm glad to say that I haven't needed to use them because their tools are so easy to use. We get it. You're smart. <laughs> it's not that. It's just that this is a very easy-to-use interface, and I am not a uh, super tech-savvy person when it comes to web development, so I am very grateful to them. And speaking of that, what's that promo code? Well, here's the thing. To make your next move, you can start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code GRACE, that's G-R-A-C-E, to get 10% off your first purchase. I can confirm this offer code works. I got 10% off my first purchase. Out. Yeah, so again, that's GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. Go to squarespace.com, enter offer code GRACE, and get 10% off your first purchase. We're back! For our second half of Not Too Deep, and we're joined by the lovely and talented Huddy Allen. Hey. I'm so happy you're here. We've shot videos together, so I, I, in my brain, like, assume that you've already done the podcast. I haven't. And you haven't, so I'm so yeah, happy. This is, this is my first time. I'm excited to be here. It's happening. Um, you're one of my friends that, like, I truly met via social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had no idea anything about who you were or anything, and we, like, met via Twitter. We met via Twitter, but was it was the first time that we met when I, like— came to your house to shoot that video? No, no? I came to see you at the Troubadour. At, at Troubadour, the Rock, was it the Roxy? Or the Roxy, I'm, one of those. It, it was one of those shows, yeah. Yeah, in LA, and I was so drunk, and I was like... You were. I was so drunk, <laughs> but I was like, that was the best show ever! I it was so much! I but loved you enjoyed it. it, yeah, thank you. I loved it so much. It's where I met um, Scott and Mitch from Pentatonix for the first time, too. Oh, wow, because I have such revisionist history in my head because I thought you guys came together to No, I met them for the first time and was just like talking everyone's ear off because I was so, I get really excited. I was just telling Jack earlier, I get really excited when people that are very talented do cool shit. And so I was all jacked up after that show being like, <laughs> that was so good. It was it was, it was was a cool collection of, of people yeah, backstage. it was fun. Had some backstage internet clout going on at yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was cool. th- that's why I'm like so excited that you're here because I'm like, you're a friend that truly like organically met via social media. Yeah, I feel like I have that with a lot of people. For sure. Nowadays. Nowadays, it's like, that's how I meet everyone. It's, it's like most of. Yeah. Except for like high school friends and such and college friends. Who yeah. needs them? Who need Get <laughs> yeah, them out of here. Them in the past. If they don't have a Twitter handle, what no are you, an accountant? <laughs> You can't, get, you can't get verified for doing that. No way. Even if you are at a good company. <laughs> not so, now, nah. not never. Uh, you're out here in Los Angeles. This is so exciting. You're working on a new album, question mark? I've yeah, seen yeah. some vague tweets from you I about keep it. vague. It. Yeah. What, yeah. Can you tell us anything about it? Um, I, yeah, I, I've been doing most of my music work here in Los Angeles. Okay. So uh, that's why I'm back here right now to mm-hmm. finish an album and then get it out for a small contingency of people that care. They care, so that's Hoodie. What, that's what they do. care. Um, and you're still touring, right? You're still traveling? I am. I've, I've been off for a little bit now, so that's why I get to be here and work. come on amazing shows. Yeah. And, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll be touring for the rest of the year that's crazy. after this album comes out. Where? Because you've toured globally. Is there a country or a region that you love to go to that you're like, this is so special? My my favorite place is probably the UK. Still. Really, that was like a dream of mine to play in like London, and then yeah, you know, I kind of like I was like, this is going to be the best show of my life before it happened, and then so I kind of like forced it into you manifested existence. it. Yeah, I manifested it yeah. by speaking out loud, <laughs> and then yeah, I've so every time I played in London, I've been like, this is crazy because I'll play like a super happy song, yeah, na 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 na, whatever, and then like kids are just moshing. At each other. <laughs> 
that the, must feel like the lads are so aggressive. Oh, <laughs> I know. Here. Have you done like Dublin? And the, oh yeah, that we did a live show in Dublin. That was like our rowdiest show How ever. It was amazing, but they like live up to their stereotype. They're all just like drunk, having a great time. But then you have to like keep them in check sometimes because like the fun meter goes a little too far, and you're like, guys, calm down. <laughs> I've, I've got some messed up stories from Dublin. T- can you tell us any? Are they too yeah. messed up? No, I don't. Yeah, of course. yeah. Tell us, please. I'm trying to think. Well, because Dublin's interesting. Because like, what in Ireland the drinking age is like eighteen? No, it's no. like it's like. 12. What? 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 <laughs> really? I mean, no, it's like 15. I mean, like it, legit might, 15 it, or might, 16? it might be, I'm not sure what the drinking age is, but. In cer- London, it's 18. Certainly. Kids are drinking yeah. way younger. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know what the legal age is, but kids are getting drunk very young. All I know is that the like majority of it, So there's like a bar called Coppers. Did you guys go to Coppers while no. you were there? Okay. So it was right near the venue at, that we played at. And okay. everyone in the crowd was just like chanting, Coppers. Or- <laughs> They weren't. They were saying it with like, their, cop, I don't know how their to do accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then we're like, what are they saying? So then we figured out it was coppers, and basically everyone from the show uh-huh. went to this bar. And while usually you wouldn't go out and like necessarily party with the same people who just right. want to see you perform. Yeah, we're in Ireland for the first time. So you're like, let's do it. This is pre having tour manager days. Like we, <laughs> yeah. flew, we just. It's you're just like, like I heard. I heard of this cool bar. Yeah. You should go to. This, this is just like <laughs> before the four anyone of us can tell you no. Yeah, this is yeah. like the four of us flying out and just like, oh, whatever happens. And uh, oh god. Yeah. So when we got to the bar, you know, people were like, oh, from the show, they wanted they wanted pictures. So right. so I came up with this idea. Well, of course we can do uh, pictures if you just like. Just do a drink for a picture, right? So like, <laughs> so they would buy you a drink, yeah. and you take. <laughs> and and they love that idea because yeah. they love drinking also. So, um, that was probably the drunkest I've ever been. I'm sure the they, pictures the Jaeger, turned out great. Yeah, the Jaeger bombs were oh. a big oh, thing there. Yeah, and my first, I had my first real Guinness, the authentic, which is so way. delicious yeah. there. Yeah, we They're were like doing the room temperature Guinness. Oh, yeah, and the perfect it's awesome. pour. It's mm-hmm. so and Guinness is healthy for you. Someone said that once, and I repeat it to myself constantly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might be true. Yeah, that it's, might so be a fact. To me, it's like the lowest calorie beer. Yeah, which, which you I wouldn't no guess when you drink it. Seems it seems to be the, the literally the opposite. Yeah, it feels so like heavy. I'm yeah. drinking a loaf of bread every exactly. time I yeah. drink a pint of Guinness, but it's so delicious. Yeah, we were doing Jaeger bombs over there because that was like a thing. We were like, let's we're here, let's do it. I, I don't, I don't. Ex- the, the night was very fuzzy, so I don't exactly remember how it ended. But I remember <laughs> there's some sort of hotel on top of the bar that we like. Snuck up into. <laughs> Usually, it's a rooftop bar on a hotel. It was, de- it was this- definitely like a hotel room that was filtering kids upwards, and uh, and I just remember at some point there were cops that came in and told everyone to leave. But I don't, I don't know if you've ever. I mean, I'm sure you've been like in a inebriated place where like yeah. consequences don't seem to matter. And no, you sort not of at float, all. Like you're just body floating. Yeah, yeah. So Ireland was definitely like a just a, a floating moment. But have time. you been back since? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. And it's not... Same it's thing got- every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same exact people, stories, places. Okay, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, at 5 a.m. You have just, your routine now when you go to Dublin. It, it, it yeah. Like. It's like, you know, some people go to New York and go to see Empire State Building. We go to Dublin and go you to Coppers. get smashed. And get smashed. But they... No. Yeah, the drinking culture there is so intense. Like, I think my friends and I drink pretty heavily. And then we went there and we're like, oh, we're lightweights compared to these, like, 19-year-old kids that can just drink to infinity. I'm a, I'm a definite lightweight. Yeah. It's, like especially now. So UK is one of your favorite places to go. Yeah. It seems so fun. They just have such a good, like, 
it's funny too because the because a lot of your songs are really comedic, and so like the sense of humor. Do you find that they appreciate like that sarcasm over there? I find that they like sarcasm so much more than the U.S. does, and so there's like a di- different appreciation for the comedy over there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I I was like, especially I mean, you know, it's a obviously English speaking, so right. So they're like, so there's the, no they, translation. They like, they like originated it and yeah. such, but uh, but like I always wonder about that when I go to like Paris. Right, that you're like, do are, they are, understand what's happening? They, they, do they really get that that uh, reference to that 1990s uh, sitcom? Yeah, yeah. Like they, the Michael J. Fox obscure reference that I just made? Probably um, not. Well, that's you're like the perfect guest for this episode because we're this is coming out around um, Embrace Your Geekness Day. And what are you trying to say? I, did, I didn't call Embrace. you a geek oh, okay. at all. I would I say that you have a love for genre things, I feel like. And that's why I would ask you, is there something that you geek out on more than anything else. Oh, wow. Um, or like shows or, cause you taught, you make tons of references in all of your songs. I do. I'm, I'm very, I, I feel like I'm very pop culture. Right. Yeah. Oriented. What, what, there, there must be a subculture in there that I'm trying to. But you were like, uh, Mitchell, who's a huge fan, uh, or is on this show all the time. He's obsessed with back to the future. Are you in that? I love Mighty Ducks. You love Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that. I feel like that's an unrepresented, underrepresented <laughs> film, film franchise. The, yeah. The, the Emilio Estevez uh, hockey, the flying movie, v. Ho- hockey yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I feel like if, um, yeah, like I, I can speak as a, as a spokesperson for, <laughs> for the, like, you know, if you were like, oh, which one movie is the best in the franchise? Like I have a clear answer. And, <laughs> And why? And it's like, what is it's your not answer? Close. It's number two. <laughs> but, but like, you know, I could sort of make a, a think piece on it. <laughs> you could do a TED talk. I, I could do a TED talk <laughs> about the character development wow. and why and you- Adam Banks and he breaks his wrist. If you. Okay. We, should, we, should, we should have a conversation about another podcast after this episode. Yeah, Jack yeah. has this other podcast called Popcorn where you watch movies and then talk about it in depth. You basically geek out about that movie in depth yeah. afterwards. Well, you guys should you, have a if conversation. You, if you get into the Disney film. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's Sports like, film genre, which I feel like, by the way, well, we, we where review, have those movies gone? We review, right. we review family films that we grew up on. So actually, it. it's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. so. No, but you're right, though. Where did that like athlete genre of Disney like the go? Air, the Airbuds of the world. Where I mean, obviously, everyone knows this, like Sandlot, right? That's like, right. The oh, one that's, that's held up over time. But so like, classic, but like, yeah. where's the love for little giants? Oh God, <laughs> Hayden Panet. No, Hayden Panettiere was in Remember the Titans. Uh, little Giants, Devin Sawa. Oh, of course. God, that classic middle part. I mean, like, I, love I feel it. like that had to be that had to be a, a big crush for you. I feel like even. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Like guys were like, "Wow!" Devin I mean, Sawa. it's also his name I is so have that hair. Like, <laughs> you can't have a name Devin Sawa without being an attractive human being. I mean, or you can. Yeah, otherwise, but... you ain't gonna be in Little Giants. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I want to rewatch that movie. I just remember the kid with asthma getting hit and falling on his back. The, oh yeah, uh, the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> the big play at the end. Yeah, it's a lot of. That was a really great movie. Yeah, some uh, of those movies hold up better than others. True. Over true, time, true. when you like. Because they're now like coming on Netflix, I feel like. So I'm seeing them for the first time since like watching them on VHS. Right. VHS was this thing that. Uh, it's a physical copy a of a copy movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, it was pre-DVD. <laughs> if you, okay. We, um, yeah, we were looking through some old ones too for the for the podcast. One of them was like Ladybugs. Remember Ladybugs? Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, rest oh, in yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah. Rest and, in uh, peace. What's his face? Wait, hold on. 
The guy and, that was and in his, and his oh and his uh, Jonathan Brandis. I think. Yes, he, yeah. that was a girl in it. Mm-hmm. That, pretend, pretending to be pretending yeah. to be a girl I had soccer such player. Such a crush on him. That wouldn't fly nowadays. No, there's no, no way they would make that movie now. Never. Absolutely, yeah. Gender norms are too sensitive. I agree. That, that would be wow. That's that, so that movie fascinating. Would be very, like, People be like they would have protests outside of like movie theaters about yeah. it. Yeah, I think about that all the time with music, also. Really? Because of like, uh, I mean, I just think about like like Eminem and like oh, his most yeah. popular songs and. How, Nowadays would be like, so yeah. protested against. I mean, yeah, and it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that yeah. long ago. But like too. not even, yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago. We just didn't have a social media the way that we have it now, where people yeah. could vocalize vocalize what they thought about things so immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Giving everyone a voice, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, we hate it. Um, speaking of movies, your song "Act My Age" is uh, in the Spider-Man trailer. Crazy. How did that happen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. You're like, they haven't paid me for it, so I don't know. <laughs> they will be, though. <laughs> um, it's in the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah, they, they reached out about uh, a year ago to to get, like, the rights for it for Comic-Con. They did, like, a special Comic-Con teaser thing with oh, it. Oh, cool. So no one sees that because that doesn't go outside of, it doesn't live outside uh, of event. Comic-Con, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, it's going to be done. Right. And then... Like someone hit me up four months ago and was like, hey, we're working with this film trailer house and we can we get the instrumental? That's like just the beat. Yeah. Uh, and, and cut a trailer to it. So I was like, yeah, sure. And then I didn't hear anything. So then I followed up with that person and was like, hey, what happened? With yeah. that? And they were like, we went in a different direction. I was like, all right, cool. And, um, and then a, a week before it, like it comes out, someone from Sony is like, this might happen. And then what? I woke up So you didn't day. even know no, for I, sure. I woke up on Twitter and like people had been like, we're just like, dude. That's so cool. It's it, it's it's very crazy how I mean, like they had the approvals. Like I sure, signed sure. off like a year ago, but it's crazy how uh, how probably how many like decisions, oh yeah, process, how many people had to go through before that happened. That you think about what was being said in the room of yeah. people like yaying or naying your song. Like for they this? don't even they don't even consult you. They're just like in their own universe. God, that's so. I mean, but that must feel so surreal though. Are you a Spider Man fan? Um. I am You're like, now absolutely I am. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you have to Peter see Parker. the movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, they got my twelve bucks, so I mean, <laughs> if they just put a lot of people's songs in the movie. They could guarantee that right? they would recoup. Yeah. You um are it, did the premiere happen yet? I think it comes out uh, July seventh in theaters nationwide. There you go. <laughs> I mean, are you getting paid for this promo? Where is your lawyer? I got to get this checked out. Uh, I want to make sure you're getting... I wasn't wearing like a Spider-Man shirt underneath the shirt. (laughs) You're like, excuse me. I have to unbutton. I'm warm in here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, via Twitter, you've become friends with James Corden? Um, I, I, I guess so. That's I, what I hear. I I wouldn't want to say friends because because I've never met him before. I mean, uh-huh. I like I, it's one of those things where I'd like to consider us as friends, right? And he seems like the nicest individual right. that has ever lived. Um, but he probably wouldn't consider me a friend. But maybe I don't know. I maybe doubt he that. He's uh, very social media savvy. Like he, he's so in tuned and dialed into all of it. Do you want to know how that relationship? Yes, I do. Began? Yeah. He played a song of mine called "No Interruption" uh-huh. at the Grammys. Like when remember that year that. Uh, that year that he was hosting yeah. the Grammys, which was like right before his sh- his show launched, right, and became like the biggest late night uh, talk show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, introducing he introduced uh, Ed Sheeran, who I have a song with, uh-huh. and like the intro music for it was No Interruption. Whoa, and that was all his doing, and I was like, that's really cool. That's really really awesome, and uh, and like yeah, 
that's kind of that was the start of it. But I still haven't met him ever. That should happen. I hope so. I hope, I hope you're here in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're in LA. Maybe, Maybe I'll like, just like. How do you get on? Like the I'll just like be an audience member. Just to just sit in like, quietly. Line, like, like, <laughs> in the front he comes row. The audience does like the like a uh, emoji yeah. thing. I'm like, would you ever do carpool karaoke? I, I'm I'm not in that. I don't think I'm in that stratosphere. But let's say hypothetically, you were asked, would you do if, it? If if I was, absolutely. Yeah, I think that would be so fun. I'd be the I'd I'd drive. Yeah, like, I'll drive him to, and I'd, someone I'd drive else. And him, they can just sit in the back. I'll just be like, do you do you want water, more air conditioning? Like, <laughs> you just, please give me just five stars at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> just give me a shout out. That's all I need. That'll work. Um, we're going to get into some of your rap lyrics in a second. But oh, before we do, I'm going to ask screwed. you the questions that uh, we ask every guest on the podcast. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? To throw cold spaghetti at? Yeah. Is that that bad of a... It, it's entirely up to you. Some people want to throw it in a negative way. Some people want to throw it in like a celebratory way. It's whatever you're feeling in the moment. Um, the, the, the New York Jew in me... <laughs> originally just thinks throw some cold spaghetti at Hitler but I feel like <laughs> I don't that's even a good know, answer I don't yeah. even know if that's fair retribution for <laughs> what he's done yeah it's a little imbalanced but yeah a little bit <laughs> unless it's really cold <laughs> like if it's fettuccine then it's like you, it's like it smells on you for like at least yeah. another day or so <laughs> Hitler going around smelling like fettuccine Alfredo would not be a good look for him. No. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, that's a fair answer. Um, The other question that I ask every guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants-shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Oh, wow. Yeah. It paints a picture. I see. I I, I should have been prepared for this because I like knew that this was happening, but then I put it out of my <laughs> I, I put it out of my head. But do you have an, an immediate story that comes to mind that's like a close call or pants shitting? I, I feel mean, like I've got I've got pretty good control of my bowels. But um, <laughs> well, humble brag. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, that's not even true. I just, I, just, I, just to say. I just feel like people that tour and travel as much as you do that there has to be some. Yeah, that, that, that's that's completely the the basis for it. Yeah. So I'll say. Uh, Omaha <laughs> <laughs> jumping oh, oh, no. trouble. No, oh, well, but nothing. No. But it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It was a. Everything turned out okay. Yeah. Okay. Just like I don't. I don't usually even like to eat before I perform for that reason. Cause right. I'm, same. I'm very energetic. I jump around a lot. Very athletic. And uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't want anything to happen. You don't want any. Um, you don't want to risk anything. Because then what do you do? Yeah, I mean, there's so many phones in that audience. You can't hide anything from anyone. So. You, can't, you can't like walk off either. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, That's, just we there. also like Hannah, Mamrie and I, anytime we do comedy shows, don't eat very much before the show. Cause it's just nervous belly energy. Yeah. Excited belly energy. It's not good to it's, mix it's, with food. It's a real thing. It's a, My it's, bandmates will eat and drink like crazy. And you're like, God damn you. Maybe they just don't feel any pressure. Maybe, 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 maybe they're psychopaths. The, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, don't know. I um, obviously do. Well, no follow up questions to that. Okay, we'll just cool. let people imagine what could have happened. We have, nice um, we reached out on Twitter to get some questions for you from um, your audience, and we have some here oh. for you right now. This is from Otra oh, Bieber. Yeah, animal you'd want to be for a day? Question mark. Animal that I'd want to be for a day. Only a day. Only a day. Oh, only a day. Yeah. Okay. Um, strong ass kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) 
As opposed to those weak ass kangaroos. <laughs> no, like one of those like jacked kangaroos. Oh, the ones that like have a six pack that look like bizarre because the they look like human muscle form yeah. formations. I think I, I think I'd be like I was gonna say shark, but I think I'd be too scared to like <laughs> be like an underwater finny creature. Like yeah. the kangaroo is kind of like I, I would get I would understand the appendages and right. I would, and I would have a pouch. Yeah, no, all kangaroos have pouches. I think the females. Okay, I'll be a female. I'll be a fem- female. <laughs> hey, that's very progressive of you. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. I think we have another question. If you could fill up a pool with a certain food and swim in it, what would it be? That's from Callie P. Girl. If you could fill up a f- pool with a certain food and swim in it. This is like mm. the beginning of DuckTales when he's swimming yeah, through. Yeah, in the, in the, swimming in that money. Yeah. In the gold coins. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I would. Uh, uh, I'd be worried uh, that you would but, suffocate. Oh, that's what so I, should it be something that you can like actually move? Yeah, through? I'm like, like actually, a, I'm thinking like a, about this realistically. I'm like, what? Maybe bread. Well, what about those gold? You know those gold chocolate coins? Yeah, those, like chocolate. Oh, coins the guilt. Are, yeah, the, you could dive into those, and it would feel like ducktails. Would hurt, but it wouldn't hurt as bad as real coins. I wanted to say buffalo chicken pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that was my initial gut. I feel, I feel like that's not really. I think that that could happen. That's a if great you, answer. If you dream it, you can do it. Yeah. If you wear swim wings, you know, I think you'll be fine. I think it'd be great. The thank, sauce. Thank you, Callie. <laughs> yeah. Girl. I think we have one more question for you. If you could only listen to three artists for the rest of your life, who would they be? Ooh, this is from Twerk Kenna. Twerk Kenna. I know Twerkenna. all these people. Does this mean I'm very in tune with, with Yeah, you're very engaged with the, your or the, fan or the, base. Or, the, or, the, or that we have uh, crossover? No, I think you're very in tune with your fan base. And I think there is crossover. But I'm actually super curious about this. If you could only listen to three artists for the rest of your life, who I would can't it even be? say this without smirking. Um, I was going to say Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Who? No. What? Dylan, Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Spit hot fire. I don't know it. Yeah, I said hot fire. Okay. I'm cool. old. No, it's not. It's from. It's, <laughs> it's like from two years, three years, ten years ago. I, I mean, it's a couple more than three years ago. So what was between three and ten years? What was the show? I spit hot fire. Dylan. Yeah, it, it was Chappelle's show making when oh. he was making the band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right, okay. Um, cool bad reference for me. Uh, <laughs> let's, if you could only listen to three hours for the rest of your life. The rest of okay. your life is hard. You need a couple. You need a couple. Okay, so it's got to be someone with a really deep catalog first off. So let's put sure. Stevie Wonder in there. Oh, that's a good one. Also, a lot of moods, a lot of different vibes. Yeah. Um, then let's like add something like. Blink 182. Oh, just yeah. To switch it up. Yeah, to give some variety. And then um, I'm going to add Nas, who's probably my favorite rapper. Because these, these are just Whoa. people who all have really, or no, I'm a, sorry, Nas, you're going away. Sorry, Nas. Um, <laughs> He's I'm an avid listener back, of the podcast, so it's okay. Oh, sorry, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Uh, maybe a tribe called Quest. Yeah, oh. I love that band. It, it, it can't just be people who have my favorite songs. All the all right. these groups have because you'll really get good tired songs. after time. They just need to have stuff that I haven't even dug into yet. But I know that there's a lot of stuff out there. So I that's feel my, like Stevie Wonder, Blink One Eighty Two, and a tribe called Quest could be how you define your music. Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> might have been a bad pick. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's you'll actually a good out. pick. It's a great. It's a great pick for all all car situations. Yeah, that's true. Um, Driving and yeah, road do, trips. Yeah. That makes sense. I think those are great choices. I Thank think it's you. a lot of variety. You got a lot of catalog there to tide you over. Um, speaking of like social media, we're moving on to a segment called This is Curious, where I find something you've tweeted in the past. <laughs> and I just want to get like the, this is curious to me. So I'd love to hear the backstory. 
Here we have a tweet from you from April 1st. That was recently. It says, I'm so ready to get someone pregnant. This isn't April Fool's. I can't help the day and time that I feel feelings. Yeah. And then a follow-up tweet. Update yeah. baby canceled the baby face emoji with a screen grab of, um, it looks like a text conversation. Yeah. It says, you are rude and getting dinner for that tweet. <laughs> What's happening here? This uh, is curious. Is it, um, so I, I've, I've been very like, like, Baby, ready? Really? Wait, you got that, dad right? brain? Yeah, I'm like, like I, I, I mean, I actually think this tweet kind of speaks for itself. Like, I'm trying to get this wasn't pregnant. an April Fool's joke. I mean, like, it was, it was written in a way that people should like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but, uh, but at the same time, like, it's sincere. I, I only write. I, I do have a problem sometimes writing things that might be hashtag relatable, but they always come from a sincere place. Sure, so sure, right sure. Now. I, and so that April day, 1st, I was sincerely like, re- ready to be a dad. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> but the the progression that happened here uh-huh. and that screen grab came from uh, a, a lovely girl. You could call her my girlfriend. Sure. And um, she, I, I think she didn't like the... Uh, <laughs> How the direct... S- no, no, no. I think I mean we talk about that all all the time. Although she's like not happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think she didn't like the someone part of my yeah, original tweet. Yeah, I was going to say as a girl, I can see how the vagueness of who was carrying the child might be a little bit offensive to someone yeah. that was romantically involved with you at the time. Yeah, I don't think she understood that if I put her name in there instead of someone, it's not going to get any retweets. So like. I don't- <laughs> It's, it's way too specific. So You have to make it generic yeah. enough that someone doesn't know you can also relate to that tweet. Because not everyone wants to get your girlfriend pregnant. But a lot uh, of people want to get someone pregnant. Yeah. So I think, yeah, from there, she thought that was kind of rude. And I had <laughs> I had to get dinner for that tweet as if I wasn't getting dinner anyway. I wow. always do. Well, that sounds like a healthy relationship. Don't want to deep dive too deep into that. It's, 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 a really, it's a really healthy relationship. <laughs> no, that's great. It's going well. I think this is fun, guys. Go check out Hoodie Allen's Twitter for hashtag relatable tweets. <laughs> I um, love that baby emoji, too. I know. The baby emoji looks good on a big screen like that. It does. It looks like it could be your child. You're the same hair color. Yeah. Yeah. And and skin tone. And skin tone. Yeah. yeah and same eyes. <laughs> same yeah. Eyes. Same ears. All of it. Same size. That might head. actually be a oh. photo of your child. It is. Um, okay. Now let's get into your rap lyrics. Rap um, genius fact check. Yeah. yeah. We're doing this, rap spe- genius have you, fact check. Have you ha- is this, I'm guessing this is, hasn't happened before. This is the first time. This is the first time. I didn't know what rap genius was until really? we researched this for you being our guest. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's rap- a leading site for all sort of lyrics and annotations. and yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, um, we Jack, pulled you wanna- some, We pulled some good ones. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I've said a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we, we've uh, we pulled some community annotations oh my from your songs on rap genius. Cool. And we would like to verify that they have interpreted your meanings correctly. So what we're going to do is uh, Grace is going to read the lyric. Yep. And then I will read the annotation. And then you can speak to whether or not that is accurate, accurate or, or not. not. You want me to drop a beat? Um, no, no, please, okay. dear God, no. Yeah, that would be a terrible I don't, I mean, idea. I don't, I'm just going to s- speak. speak these, mm-hmm. which might sound like butchering of, oh, no. okay. so, the only golf I ever tried to play was miniature. And when you ask me, sign your boobs, 
I smiley face my signature. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the annotation behind that lyric. A majority of teens are known to express themselves with faces nowadays, especially with emojis. <laughs> also a metaphor for how happy signing a woman's boobs makes hoodie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what a clinical way to describe why, I don't know why I wrote that in third person but, but, yeah I mean, so nailed it in other words um, well it's just something that I I started doing is that you write a smiley face as your signature um if a if a girl comes to a show or a guy yeah equal opportunity um and says uh sign this body part could be in this area yeah or the buttocks area. Which I've done for guys more than really? girls, I think. Yeah, at this point. I was going to ask you, how many times are you, are people coming up asking to sign their boobs or butt? I think it's something when you're 18 years old that, I hope 18, that yep. that, uh, <laughs> that people are like, this is a memory. But I don't yeah. really know. So, um, and now that you've put it in a song, I can imagine that you have more people doing it. Well, more so, like, if I don't do it exactly how the song is, gotcha. they'll be upset. Like, they're looking for the smiley face. Right, now. right. Um, yeah, I think the smiley face was a way for me to originally soften the blow of doing something potentially <laughs> creepy. That's true. Like, I don't mean anything by this. Yeah, you're like, I'm not a pervert. You asked for this. Exactly. Um, and yeah, that's a, pretty good, that's a pretty good annotation. All right. All right, cool. Accurate. We'll say that one's accurate. Very accurate. All right. Okay. Next one, Grace. Okay. Plus, I'm more uh, Seth Cohen than you've ever been. That's why I take all these women down like medicine. Isn't it fun to hear your awesome lyrics read so terribly by yeah, me? I mean, like, <laughs> there it's, it's pretty good. I just, I guess you could, you guys could have done worse. Maybe there's still worse to come. But uh, we'll see. We got a couple more. Right, but so, here's uh, the annotation okay. on this. All right, so hoodie's probably referring to how Rachel Bilson, Seth Cohen's girlfriend, Summer Roberts on The OC, <laughs> now has a show in which she is a doctor, Heart of Dixie. Seth Cohen's woman is in medicine. Wow. Yeah. These are all very descriptive. Yeah, so that's that's what's going on there, according to this annotator. What do you that's, think? Is that correct? I, do I look like someone who watches Heart of Dixie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Did you watch the OC? <laughs> um, yeah, I did watch the OC a little bit. Um, should, I, should I fix that line? Like the no, what line, it, just, so that's a little off. So you're that's saying that off. one is not accurate. That's not what you meant with that lyric. <laughs> uh, that would be so obscure. <laughs> That's yeah, so, that's so that's so deep down to. But to they're put. connecting well, dots. Is, I, but plus, I'm more Seth Cohen than you've ever been. I I feel like as a uh, on on a rap level, like I can I can relate to that character. I'm like the was, rap version of. That's that Adam person. Brody. Adam Brody. Adam yeah. Brody. Yeah. I don't relate to Adam Brody though. Just just Seth, Seth Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, I don't know Adam Brody. Soon, you're in he's, LA he's, now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's an actor, him. so I can't I can't say who he really is. But the vessel that he put in as Seth Cohen is a great character. Um, yeah, there wasn't that much thought into it. I think it was actually more rude, like taken down as like, oh, I'll take your girl down, uh, and then like, and then like, uh, you like you like take pills down. like medicine, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but I love okay. that they yeah. deep dive to try and connect these dots. I like they're it reaching. Too. Yeah, there's a little bit of a reach happening. Part of Dixie. Yeah, there you go. Okay, this is from James Franco. <laughs> I get girls. Adam Levine did. Good Jesus, what an achievement. Okay, so according to this annotation, the girls that Adam <laughs> Levine gets with are undoubtedly really hot. <laughs> People may see it as an achievement, yet Hoodie is starting to gain buzz like a celebrity, and he realizes hot girls will want him, but he's not impressed because they are groupies. <laughs> not impressed. 
<laughs> yeah. So is that? Um, would you say that's accurate? Um, is that I, what you I, meant? I, again, really. <laughs> I don't reach happening. I don't feel like you can speak to my psychology with that line. That <laughs> genius annotator. What, what's his What's his username? Uh, Do you have that on there? I, I don't actually. We don't. These go. are all anonymous. They're all anonymous. Um, Sorry. Yeah. That that's a uh, a little off. <laughs> a little reach. I, I yeah. It, it's it's yeah. I sure. Wasn't, I didn't call I, out the women. I was just saying. Good Jesus, what an achievement. (laughs) Good, just the phrase good Jesus is so funny to me. It was very multi-syllabic. Yeah. But like they're like very quick internal rhyming. So yeah. I love it. I love how much they're analyzing all of these lyrics. I think, I think this probably, yeah. I bet this exists throughout the site. Kind of like, because I've seen stuff before that's very, like I've I've been to Rap Genius on my stuff and like something that's like very straightforward. Mm Mm-hmm. They they'll say like kids who are like right in there will say the very obvious thing right and then like just take it so far to, like <laughs> I need to include a picture also to show it's like a so like a line about like I don't know like being happy they're like this is what a smiley face is that we're gonna use this I don't know they're they're just they're <laughs> very just, let, hit me with the next one let's okay this is this. the last, last one. one yeah so close to happiness <clears throat> I think I'll be a father one day oh, soon that this. makes sense yeah. I must admit it I'll be the type of dad to give you. Give you huts and lots of spinach. H- hugs. Hugs. Oh, we got a typo, typo. on this. Maybe it's typo. it might be a typo on there. No, it was a t- it's our typo. I'll be the type of dad to give you hugs and lots of spinach. That makes a lot of sense. I was like, huts? That's a weird type of dad. Yeah. <laughs> building, building huts all day. Okay, so uh, according to uh, Rap Genius, Hoodie is simply a person who raps pretty now, but he plans to have kids some point in the near future. Okay. He has good intentions for his children. He'll feed them spinach, (laughs) a vegetable that is rich in vitamins, magnesium, iron, (laughs) copper, and antioxidants. His kids will be healthy and happy! Exclamation point. These are amazing. <laughs> this site is amazing. I didn't know that about spinach. That's <laughs> amazing. This is clearly like a nutritionist that's your number one fan that just wanted everyone to know how good you're going to be to you your kids. You know that guy went to Wikipedia to figure out <laughs> what the main like properties of spinach were and like what you what the benefit oh, is. Oh, 100%. Otherwise, he's on point. Like he just made it sound like really nerdy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of allusion to you being a father. Yeah. We're, I mean, I feel like you've picked out the mo- most of The my, paternal. Yeah, most of my paternal instincts. Yeah, but, we found um, it. Yeah, they're out there. So I guess the new album will be all about your exploits in fatherhood. Yes. Here's hoping. No, I, I think I've actually <laughs> stayed clear. I think I got all, it all out of my system via tweets. <laughs> tweets. Uh, Baby canceled. Yeah, sometimes when you put it out there, then it the universe comes back it. and shits on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to go on Rap Genius after this and read the rest of the annotations on all your songs. Oh, man, it's going to be... people are really making sure people know what you mean. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Man. I'm not going to do it. Well, Hoodie, we've reached the end of our podcast, and wow. I'm so happy that you were able to be here and make time for us. So we wanted to give you a little gift for being with us today, and it's this pineapple floaty. Oh, my God. Because you ama- you— jump into your audience at the end of all your shows in like an inflatable raft. I, and so I wanted to give you an updated inflatable item. This is going to fit so well on the <laughs> Oh my God, back to New York. Amazing. <laughs> I hope wherever you're staying has a pool. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. So Hoodie, where can people find you and your music if they don't already know? Um, oh my God. Here, I can put this over here. Don't worry, I won't I steal it. I feel like it. SpongeBob. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, uh, 
just go to Spotify and type in my name or Apple Music or iTunes. Nice. And Twitter and Instagram, all that's Hoodie Allen. Across the board. Yeah, you can find me. I'm out here. You'll find him. Go check him out if you haven't already. He's amazing. And pressure him into getting a new album out sooner rather than later because I need new music to listen to. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Not Too Deep. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Fullscreen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. 